Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Gabrielle Hartley, the creator of the Better Apart Method. Gabrielle and her best-selling book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Times, The New York Post, Vice, U.S. News and World Report, and many other media outlets. Everyone's talking about Better Apart. In fact, even Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book and said that it's full of potent tools for you and your family. Now, the Better Apart Masterclass is available to you online. And for a limited time, you gain access to a special one-on-one mini consultation with Gabrielle herself. Using the powerful tools provided in the Better Apart Masterclass, you can begin to get clear, feel better, and reclaim your life. So head over to GabrielleHartley.com and sign up today. Use the code BEYOND25 to receive $25 off the cost of the Masterclass. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I had all kinds of fears now. So so what's important is you don't just punch fear in the face and it goes away forever. It just keeps coming up. And what you learn is how to be comfortable with discomfort. That fear is really not telling you the truth. It's just your old warning system. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and today I have a very special guest who's going to help you punch fear in the face so you can reclaim your life. I want to introduce you to my very special guest, Susan Sandler. Susan is a TEDx theatrical public speaker and clarity strategist whose passion is guiding and inspiring midlife women to discover clarity and purpose. Her TEDx talk, Punch Fear in the Face and Claim Your Life, received a standing ovation at TEDx Wilmington Women, and I can tell why. I watched it, and I wanted to get up and and applaud. It's a wonderful, wonderful talk. Um, I highly recommend everyone go watch it. I'll put a link uh, to the TEDx talk in my show notes. Um, And then last year, Susan launched her one-woman show, which is called Wings, which is about life on the other side of fear and the journey to get there. She's also an expert in personal and organizational transformation. She's led leadership development, organizational change, and training for companies like Merrill Lynch, the Vanguard Group, and national nonprofit Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. Um, in Early in her career, she created a child abuse prevention program, which decades later is still transforming lives. So I think you can see this is a woman who's dedicated her life, her career, her profession, um, and even her personal life to helping people transform. Um, I'm thrilled to have her with me today. So thank you so much for joining me, Susan. Oh, it's a pleasure, Susan. 
So one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you and uh, is that, you know, your TED Talk is on the issue of fear and punching fear. I love that that visual that you give right in the title. One of the things that I've learned in doing podcasting is you need to get a good title so that people want to listen. And when I saw your TED Talk, Punch Fear in the Face, I I had to listen, right? So uh, because fear for people going through divorce or going through any major life change is what I would say is the number one emotion that my clients are dealing with or my listeners who are going through divorce are, are dealing with. They've got this situation where... They thought they had a future that looked like one thing, and now it's completely upended. It's going to be very different, and in many, many cases, they have no idea what that future is going to be. So they spend months, if not years, dwelling in a place of fear, being driven by that fear, being unable to make decisions out of fear. And so it's really a very paralyzing place to be. And so you you know, talk so eloquently about punching that fear in the face, moving beyond it, and very importantly, claiming your life. So I just think that this is going to be so impactful for the people who listen to this show. Um, but you were, did not become a, a professional public speaker. You speak now all the time. You didn't start doing that. And that, you know, that involves a certain amount of fear, getting out there, putting yourself out there uh, in front of other people, exposing yourself. You didn't do that until fairly later in life. So maybe let's start with how that happened for you. Yes. Well, uh, what happened for me is that a series of difficulties, tragedies, you might call them, woke me up that there was something, there was something inside of me that needed to be born and that I was holding myself back because of fear, that that was the predominant feature in my being. And so when I lost my job, that I loved uh, when I was 59 years old, uh, they moved their headquarters to another state. I decided that I was going to do something really hard and challenge myself, which I did. I um, decided to start my own business because it was hard. And I met this guy named Michael Port, who taught entrepreneurs how to market themselves and sell themselves. And it just so happened that he had been, he was a, a public speaker who earned about $30,000 for a keynote and had published best-selling books, etc. And he scared the hell out of me. Um, however, I saw him one day coach somebody on stage um, who was just like an ordinary person giving a speech. And in one hour, he changed that person's ability to speak. And it wasn't pro forma, it wasn't like formulaic. And so when he offered the opportunity to uh, develop 20 people in a training program for public speakers, I was the first one to raise my hand. And this is why, this is why. It wasn't that I wanted to become a public speaker. I'd, I'd spoken, you know, I facilitated groups and I was a singer on TV when I was a kid. So it wasn't about that. It was that he scared the shit out of me, but I knew he could help me. And I also knew that if I paid a lot of money, I wouldn't get out of it. Yeah, and that's so, true. 
that's how I entered his program. And all my fears, all my demons rose up to meet me, but I stayed with it. And by the end of the four months, Michael said, if you want to, you could command a big audience. And that is how I became a public speaker at 62 years old. So I, I think that's beautiful. And the first lesson for our listeners, fear for you was the motivator. Fear for you was the thing that drove you to try something new, get outside your box of comfort zone um, and, and challenge yourself. So for all of those who are listening right now and feeling fear, it's sort of a, a different you know, turning your head around and looking at fear in a different way. Fear is your motivator. Being afraid is what helped you to challenge yourself, move forward, and now look at you, you know, TED Talks and one-woman shows and, you know, all of the myriad of things that you're doing. So, you know, one of the things I want to be sure we talk about, because I, I just loved it, uh, was your TED Talk, or is your TED Talk, which is punch fear in the face and claim your life. Um, so how did, how did the TED Talk come about? And, you know, tell us a little bit of the content. I want people to go watch it, because I think it's very, you know, very impactful as a, as a talk, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so I developed this speech uh, when I was in this training program for public speakers. And um, I decided that one of the things that really scared me was doing a TEDx talk. So of course I decided to apply and after about two tries, um, I got in. And um, I had all kinds of fears now. So, so what's important is you don't just punch fear in the face and it goes away forever. It just keeps coming up. And what you learn is how to be comfortable with discomfort. That fear is really not telling you the truth. It's just your old warning system. So um, I got in and I learned that simultaneously my performance would be broadcast all over the world via the internet. So my fears were really heightened. But I had, yeah, I was just <laughs> but I had this story, and it was the story of my mother, who uh, was dominated by my father, who was mentally ill for 25 years. And then finally, on her 50th birthday, she gave him an ultimatum that um, now it was going to be her way or she was leaving. And she only, this was 1975, and she only had $1,000 saved. That was it. She had nothing. And so the TEDx talk is really about her, the choice she made. And how with that first brave decision, she changed our lives forever. Well, and I think that that's, you know, there's another key that I, I, I pulled from the TED Talk is that it's not, I wouldn't say the antidote to fear, but the response to fear is bravery. Your mom was brave. Yeah. She pulled, you know, she, she was in a position uh, that, you, you know, you very eloquently describe it in the TED Talk. And, you know, when you hear that and then you realize putting down that ultimatum at that time in history it, with only a thousand dollars saved to go on to if you listen to the TED Talk, you'll hear just, you know, all the wonderful things that 
happened for your mother and your family as a result of that ultimatum. Um, you know, so bravery was her. She was brave. She yes. was very brave. And that's what, you know, it takes that bravery. But but to to face the fear. Um, but th- there's also that knowledge that on the other side is the claiming of your life or the the reignition of your life or moving on to even bigger and better things. And that's what happened for your mom, your family. Um, and I think for you, as you've punched fear in the face a few times. Many times. And I'm still punching it. <laughs> well, and you did. So then you decide going from your TED Talk, you then go out and start a one-woman show right. called Wings. I mean, that talk about putting yourself out there. You are the only person on stage for how long is the show? The show is 45 minutes and okay, right? come out and I have a conversation with the audience. So, so tell us about the show. Uh, what's it about? What makes it unique? You told me some of this uh, when we were doing the, the, our talk to get ready for the show, and, and it sounds fascinating. I love the idea of it. Right, right. So it's the same theme in that it's about life on the other side of fear and the journey to get there. Uh, but whereas in the TEDx talk, I'm primarily focusing on my mother's story. In uh, this one-woman show, I'm focusing on her story and my story. It's primarily my story of personal transformation. And what makes it unique um, is that I play different characters. So I play myself at different ages. I play my father. I play my mother. I play my little brother. I play the voice of fear inside my head. I play a couple of other characters. And in between these stories, as I'm as I'm um, telling these stories through these characters, um, I come out and I talk with the audience about what I've learned about fear and how you move past it to have a life you love. So that, I believe, is what makes it really unique is I, I called it like a theatrical keynote um, because it is entertainment, but at the same time, it's also a message. A very powerful message, right, about change yeah. and reinvention and and facing fear, um, because, you know, one of the ongoing themes again with divorce and and in my own life I've I've actually had circumstances lately with some change in my life I've been moving around the country quite a bit in the past couple of years and that has brought about a lot of change in my life and I have been shocked and surprised at how hard that has been that change you know it change is hard for people it's hard for people to do things in a new way to to you know i uh, to finalize in their mind what they can do in a new place or in a new space or in a new future if they're like you know my the, my listeners who are going through divorce they have a new future ahead mm-hmm. but they have to sort of envision what they want that to be what makes it so hard for people to go through change why is that so difficult for us yeah Well, first of all, a grim statistic is that only about 10% of people actually achieve their goals. 10%. That that is a grim statistic. statistic. And the reason is because that um, we are wired, we are hardwired to be on the alert for danger. We have the same nervous system wiring brain as when the average lifespan was 31 years old and our survival depended upon being accepted by our tribe and being making sure that we don't get eaten 
Um, I was just going to say, making sure the saber-toothed tiger right. does not have right. us for life. Making sure that yes. we find a good sex partner to have children with. I mean, it was all about right. survival. Procreate. So this is our wiring. And only a very, um, and our thinking brain in comparison with our, and I'm simplifying this, with our lizard brain is not only uh, very small, but it's also slow. So that's why we believe that what we envision, the voice in our head and our emotions, we believe they are real, that they are a reflection of reality, and they are usually not. They aren't. And so we are built to want sameness and safety. So that's why it's so difficult when we uh, when there's uncertainty, when the rug is pulled out from under us to really make decisions, because there is no sure thing in life. The only thing we can control is our behavior, how we respond to what happens in life. So that's what makes it really challenging for us uh, not to listen to our emotions, which have no IQ, but really be able to make decisions in spite of our fears. Well, and that's that is exactly what I was referencing when we at the beginning of the episode is that I see people daily as I'm doing divorce mediations or when I was working with clients as their divorce attorney, where clients were literally paralyzed in the moment and unable because a divorce process involves making a myriad of decisions. Where are you going to live? When are your children going to be with you? How much money are you going to pay? How much money are you going to get? How are you going to divide your assets? I mean, it's decision after decision after decision, all of which will have a great impact on life in the future. But people are unable because they're so afraid to, to make those decisions. So they end up putting themselves in what I call divorce limbo, which is the eighth rung of hell that Dante never talked about, because they never get out of that circling the drain situation. You know, and so that's where the punching your fear in the face, you know, many people move past it, obviously, eventually, you know, eventually are able to make decisions. But Let's talk about how people do move past their fears and reinvent or move into that new future. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR. F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, 
And importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Susan Sandler, on Punch Fear in the Face and Reclaim Your Life is that it's these rocky roads, these tragic things, divorce, death, losing a job, losing our health, that have the possibility of waking us up because our habits no longer are useful in navigating this new circumstance. So consequently, if your hunger for a life is bigger than your fear, that is what's helpful. And now we return to today's show. Well, first I want to relate that I myself went through a wicked divorce when I was 45 years old. And uh, ultimately, I had to give my um, husband money in lieu of him um, uh, asking for alimony. So I had to start all over again at 45. So I too was paralyzed by that fear. But here's what I learned. What I learned was that was actually my first wake up call. Because after that, I no longer relied on men to make me feel worthy. And that had been what I had been doing my whole life. First with my father, and that's you know part of the story of uh, of wings, uh, and then with a whole succession of men audiences, you know I, I was looking for approval to fill me up and make right. me feel safe. And so what it what I have learned in working with not just my own personal journey but with companies and individuals is that it's these rocky roads, these tragic things divorce, death, losing a job, losing our health, that have the possibility of waking us up because our habits no longer are useful in navigating this new circumstance. So consequently, if your hunger for a life is bigger than your fear, that is what's helpful. That's what my mother did. That's why she did what she did. She wanted a life more than she she was willing to just go with the flow and have the same old, same old. And the same thing for me or any other person is like, I, I was so sick and tired of being afraid. I, I, I was, you know, I only had, we only had between now and debt. So I'm contemplating, you know, life. And, and I just decided to go for it each time. So, so those are the two things. It, it, it's your hunger has to be bigger than your fear. And uh, the second thing is that usually it's some sort of tragedy or difficulty that rocks our world that pushes us. And I would say the third thing is also it really helps to have guidance. 
I don't know that we can do it alone, whether it's a supportive community or a therapist or uh, meditation, you know, somebody who's guiding us with meditation or an attorney or whoever your community is, it's really difficult to do big, difficult things without support. And so that was one of the things that I developed that has stood me in good stead as I navigate all the different changes that are chosen or not chosen uh, in my life and in the, the lives of the people that I serve. That, that's a wonderful point. The, the needing support, needing community through difficult times of change. Um, there's so much that's available to us today to get support or find community. You know, there's online resources for people these days, mental health resources available online. Um, there's many, you know, for, for my listeners, there's many communities of people going through divorce, dealing with many of the same, you know, fears that you might be yeah. feeling. Um, I know my friends at worthy.com have a wonderful community online on Facebook where women, uh, I think it's a, a community just of women, but it's it's a wonderful place for people to get together. And one of the things that you find is there are people at different stages of the change of the process you're going through, and you can you can get support from people who've already been where you were. So I do think that support yes. is is a huge part of the of the process, knowing to reach out, knowing how to find people. One of the things that I've heard from so many people in the process of change and looking at that future, and, and I actually went through this process, you know, myself at a time when I was realizing that litigation wasn't a process I wanted to be involved in anymore, but I didn't know what else to do. And I think one of the things that is hard for people is you can look forward into the future, but how do you figure out what your dream or your purpose is? Because you did that, um, but that is where I hear so many people getting stuck. Um, so do you have any tips for how they can figure that out so that that future isn't the black hole that they're seeing? Because that's scary, too. It's, it really is scary. You know, I know that it's sort of um, it's sort of common for um, for people to say, well, first, you have to sort of define your future state, your purpose. I don't believe that. I, I believe our purpose finds us when we are moving through our fears and we're taking chances and we're trying new things that we learn in action. If we wait until we are ready, we will never get anywhere. So I didn't decide to become a public speaker. I mean, I, I really didn't. I just wanted to start a consulting business. And, but, but I took, you know, I took a step and it was hard and I met people and, and then that evolved into something different and that evolved into public speaking. And the same thing happened with my personal life. I mean, you know, I never had my own children, which I longed for. Thank God I didn't have children with my I know that husband, feeling. Yes. My <laughs> but, um, but on the other hand, in my 60s, um, I started meeting young women in their 20s and 30s who had not grown up with a warm, loving mother. And I became their love mothers. So now I have love daughters. I walked one oh, down the aisle. I, list. I can completely see that. <laughs> yes, I can. You see this? So I didn't envision that. 
I, I really didn't. It's, it's just that, you know, I found my first love daughter when I went to Tuscany with a group of women I had never met. So, you know, I, I, I took that step and that's what happened. So I think it's, um, you know, you can't determine what you really want to do. I mean, there are people who, who know in their heart of hearts what they want to, who they want to be and what they want to do. But ultimately, until you actually do it, and you have experience of it, it's really hard to land on something like that because your, um, your ideas about what something is really like may not actually reflect in the reality of that particular situation or job or whatever. So that's, um, that's what I've learned, that your purpose finds you when you're taking action despite your fears. And you can right. and you start small. You just do. You, you don't have, You just do. You don't try to figure it all out. You never well, will. And I, I, what you said, if you wait until you're ready, you're never going to do anything. It reminds me that, you know, when my father passed away, my mother, who had been with him for 47 years, and my dad was a pretty big personality. So my mom had essentially not made many decisions for 47 years. Suddenly she was in this place where it was her decision how to spend every single minute of her day. And it was almost overwhelming for her. But what she did is she told me at that time, she said, if anyone asks me to do anything, I'm just going to say yes. If they ask me to go to a movie, I'm going to do it. If they ask me to go to a flower arranging class, I'm going to do it. And she did. God bless my mother. She went to, we asked her to, you know, anything we were doing, we asked her if she wanted to come along. And she did. And she put herself out there. And some of the things I'm sure she was like, why did I go to that flower arranging class? But it was through doing, putting herself out there, that she's now, found, I would say my mom's as happy as she's ever been in her life. She has, a God, I can't even get her on the phone. She's so busy with all the different things that she's doing. But it was that not being paralyzed by sadness or fear. She was, she was afraid. You know, how is the rest of my life going to look? It's different than what I've had for 47 years. And it was the doing. It was the just putting herself out there taking the opportunities big and small most of them were small i think that's an important part too it's not that you just threw yourself on a tedx stage right you didn't just like launch yourself out there or say i'm going to do a one woman show you know there are small steps of hey just get off the couch or get out of bed if that's you know we've had other guests on the show have said you know it, some days it was just hard to get out of bed um and take the yes. dog for a walk or go down to the beach for a minute yes. or take a flower arranging class. You know, you never know what where your spark's going to come from. Now, I do want to talk about your, your book because I know you're in the process of writing your first book. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, so this is another one of those things that I just said yes to, right? Um, this is my first book. And the title of the book is Midlife Magic. And this book is for um, women who are in their midlife. And um, it's time for them to sort of take a look at who they really want to be. And one of the, one, and my premise for the book is this, that midlife is actually the best time to move past your fears and move toward your dreams 
to reinvent yourself because it's the only time of life when experience, wisdom, and freedom come together. And so this is a book about how to, how to do that and including inspiring stories of ordinary women, ordinary women who have made that happen. Well, I, I think that's a, a, an interesting point that, you know, the, your story inspires people. One of the reasons I share about things that has happened happened in my life is to hopefully just let one thing that p- helps people is to just know they're not alone or they're not the only ones that are going through it. That's another thing that fear can do for you. It isolates you. It makes you being yes. afraid makes you insular. And that goes to what you were saying earlier about finding the community. So you're getting out there, being brave, taking those small steps to go move outside your comfort zone or try something new. Um, but I, I love what you just said about midlife being a time when all those different elements of our lives come together to give us that opportunity to be free enough to to move in new directions or make changes. And it really strikes me that maybe that could be you know, midlife could be at a different time for different people. Um, you know, that that yes. it doesn't. So midlife doesn't necessarily mean defined by an age. Midlife is when you're at that point in your life where those elements come together. Um, so that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I good. like this. So you could be a 20. <laughs> right? You, you have my permission to use it. No. <laughs> Thank you. But I, I think that's that's a key thing for people who are listening. We may have people who are listening who are in their 20s, but ending a marriage or a relationship. Um, but, you know, maybe that's one of those times in life where the universe is providing you with opportunity. One of the things I say all the time, and some of my clients have not wanted to hear this, but divorce is an opportunity. Divorce is not the end of, yes. it is the end of one thing, but it is an opportunity for a whole new future. Um, and instead of that yes. being paralyzing, be excited or be open at least to the possibility that that future holds for you because that's where change is hard it's a it's a trite thing to say but it is hard but some of the best things in my life have come from making major changes in my life so they were hard but you know look at you standing on a tedx stage and doing a one-woman show and writing a book that didn't happen because you stayed in the same safe space and and i'm sure this is another thing and and maybe you've had this experience as well failure comes along with success so there we're Absolutely. we're talking about the tedx which is so successful the show the book but i bet there've been some failures along the way yeah oh damn yes <laughs> <laughs> but you know one of the things that's great about failures and difficulties they make for great <laughs> stories i mean i would have nothing to say Who's um, going to relate to us if we're perfect, right? <laughs> I love, I love my mistakes. I mean, I'm glad they're in the past, at least those. But I don't really look at failure as like a negative at all. It's just you're still learning. We're always learning, and you know when you, especially when you take when you take bigger risks and you do bigger things in the world. I mean, some things aren't going to work. That's what failure is. It didn't work for me or it didn't work that well. So, um, you know, I'm, I've sort of given up this notion of what is right and what is wrong and what is good and what is bad. 
it's really just perspective. And you can turn things and change the perspective on almost anything like divorce is an opportunity. That's a different way to look at it. So Susan, you know, in a world that at times I know for the people who are listening and for so many of us, you know, fear can dominate. uh, This talk is so helpful and I hope hopeful for everyone who's listening. So I want to thank you for coming on the show and to be sure that people can find you, find out more about you. What's the best way to get in touch with you? It would be to go to my website, susanlsandler.com, and you will have access to my TEDx talk, information about wings. If you'd like to work with me, you'll find that out too. That's wonderful. I will put all of that in the show notes. And, you know, thank you from one Susan to another, which is always fun for me. (laughs) I very much appreciate your coming on the show and telling our listeners how to punch fear in the face. Thank you, Susan. You're very welcome. you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.